to IHOP and I had an omelet and pancakes and it was the first thing I was able to taste in weeks and I don't know if you've ever cried at an IHOP omelet before but I have. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Aria. Hi, we're on a podcast. Hello. Hi, welcome to the show today. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Lots have happened. I'm, I've totally changed. I like, I, I'm like the, the transition and then like things, experiences in life, like finally experience the things that I didn't get to experience at 16 and 17. I finally feel like I'm 18 in my mind. <laughs> so like I've just grown up like and match my age soon. I but, um, a lot of trans women though, or like trans people in general. That's why I've, they're like, oh, I don't understand. Like, why do you have to be so sexual and stuff like that? And it's really just, you know, the outside world sexualizing us. But at the same time, like, you're getting to live experiences that you didn't get to fucking do. Like, you didn't get to go through your teenage years as the gender that you would prefer. So now you get to experience it and fucking decide, oh, I'm going to dress this way. I'm going to figure out my sense of style, which everybody gets to do in their high school years, except for trans folks. Right. And that's uh, that's a hindrance because it's like I, I, you know, I'm at an age where I can't just fall back and like live those teenage years uh, as much as I'd like to. So it it makes it I don't know. It's I don't know. I didn't anticipate uh, experiencing what I experienced the last two weeks. So like that's something I never experienced. So along with transitioning and and you know aligning with my gender, um, I'm also doing yeah. So it's a lot. So I've never dated and I've never. Like actually, I don't know. So it's um it's a lot. And we never did talk about dating uh in our community for the one episode that we were gonna do. So but turns out dating uh somebody that's trans is really like awesome. So because yeah. it's not it's not like it's like the, it's like they get it, they just understand, you know. Yes. Like my experience they understand is, the shit you're going through. You don't have to right. explain like every little detail of the nuance of your existence, like oh, I feel like shit for this reason, or, oh, this right here sets up my dysphoria. You don't have to, exp- you don't have to go into the minutia of like, this is what this does. This is why this happens. This it's, is why um, don't typically get it. It's really refreshing, really, to, to be around somebody that understands their struggle and to embrace you so lovingly. It's, it's wonderful. Um, it's, it was nice to not be alone for the first time in my life, really. So that was nice. Uh, but a lot's going on in the world and I don't know where to talk about or what to do. I have this thing that I made, remember the show spot for the rest of the season. I don't know if that's even, um, I don't know what, uh, what we're going to, how we're going to, what should we do? Should we just go to the streets and riot and everything? I'm down for Molotov cocktails. (laughs) In a video game. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes. In a in a legal sense, we are is... we are recording. There is a recording in progress. Well, we don't we don't riot for no, video games. We are peaceful protesters all the way through. Yes, yes I'm are. only recalling for the use of guillotines in my video game. <laughs> That's... That at any of these riot or not non-existent riots that we bring soup cans just for our families. <laughs> Yep. And the bricks That's are because we'd like to build brick houses, not to throw mm. at cops. Mm. Our hero saviors with Oh their- Lord. I don't that whole the police. That's there's so much going on in the world. I don't even know like how 
what we should talk about because there's so much happening and I don't even you know, know where I'm always calling a cab. I call a cab all the time. A cab. What does that mean again? A cab? All, all cops, cops are, are beautiful. Oh, oh yes, yes, beautiful. Oh. Bastards. They're oh. fucking bastards. No, it's a, all cats are beautiful. All cats are beautiful, but all cat all cops are bastards. Mm-hmm. Okay, that. so that's that's what it means. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. You can thank your local police officer by throwing a brick at them. Ironically. They lack perspective. They have a complete lack of perspective. Yeah, they don't understand what, like, that's why when mm-hmm. I was saying that, like, explaining to our, our white trans sisters and they come into it, like, you're going to start experiencing things that you didn't recognize. I don't know if you remember when I said you're going to start experiencing things that you didn't recognize before because the world perceived you as a different way. Now perceives you as the new way, your authentic self, and suddenly it becomes a lot scarier and a lot meaner. Yeah, I... Go ahead, Ari. Uh, Transition in a big way moved me past my debate bro phase because I would, like, before I would, like come prepared for an argument on whatever it is we were talking about and I'd have my stats and my data and my figures about what, whatever the fuck pro-life, pro-choice the LGBT issues, whatever but transitioning I realized, oh no, it's, just, it's not a matter of convincing people of facts it's just people lack certain experiences and they lack a perspective based on those experiences Yeah, and that's why they have the mindsets that they do that's why you'll see a lot of changes of parts when they have a close relative who goes through it. They'll see their struggle and then they'll get that perspective of, oh shit, this whole mindset that I have of it was completely wrong. It, it takes that personal experience for them to fucking finally open their eyes. I could not live without, oh my gosh. Three kisses, good morning, babe. It's, it's always three. three. I love reading and writing. Very happy endings. <laughs> Music. I believe there's some God in it. My dog is another thing that brings me joy. I call her Cookie. (laughs) I could not live without love. More importantly, respect. I'm a woman just like you. I am a man. A human. Just like you. (laughs) Only my journey was a little different than yours. The thing about privilege is you don't... uh, It's hard to conceptualize the fact that you have privilege because you somebody's always had it like you don't appreciate you don't fully appreciate sight until you go blind yeah like if you constantly are are if you constantly have this thing you don't you know don't appreciate the fact that you have it yeah mm-hmm. as somebody uh, I, who doesn't have taste seeing the stuff that y'all experience like until i found out a way to experience it like it made no sense to me and then having it it's just like one first it's overwhelming and then two it's wonderful and then to see people lose their taste due to covid and see the stuff that they go through and it's like you recognize that it's a privilege at that point because it's like holy shit you took this for granted for so long and then suddenly it's gone and you don't know if it'll come back and it becomes terrifying for y'all because y'all are like what if i'm stuck like this forever uh, did, I, I, did i did i did i tell the the, the omelet the ihop story no maybe tell it yeah, so I, I got COVID, I think it was in December, and I lost my taste. I, I lost my taste completely for a few weeks. Like, at one point, I tried to drink, like, a cup of lime juice just to see if I could taste it. I couldn't taste shit. I love that so much. <laughs> 
I can't imagine what it would be like to lose your taste. And I went my whole life. I never realized how much privilege I experienced. And I thought I experienced, I thought I realized how much privilege I experienced back in March. And then I thought, well, damn, I really, and then May, April came along and I was like, wow, I really, I uh, so much privilege. And, then I, and now it's like, wow, like I'm still, you know, it's just like, so I guess it's disheartening for me to have been like an advocate for, you know, change and activism my whole life, but then couldn't realize my privilege in that. And then I look back and I think, wow, how insincere I, I, I was because I would, I would, you know, say things like, oh, well, you just meditate this morning and make sure you, you know, you have time to do this and this and, and all this stuff that I can do because I was a white male in this world that, that had the luxury of, of doing those things because I didn't have three kids and, and four jobs and an abusive husband or, you know, grandma that's suffering and forcing the whole family to, to take care of them. And I, I didn't understand that. And so there I was saying to people, you should do these things that I, a white man can do that obviously. And then, you know, I would hear responses being like, yeah, if I had the time and I'd be like, oh, we all have 24 hours in a day. You know, mm -hmm. if I have time to do it, don't you? I've heard that like, so many times, even before transitioning, just because, like, I don't think a lot of white folks realize, like, the daily struggle that you have to go through as somebody who's born to a race that has less of the, like, nation, nation, uh, national wealth and whatnot. So when I hear shit like, oh, just meditate, or, oh, you're just looking at it in a weird perspective. And I, back in my head, I just came to the point of just being like, this person is a complete fool and has no idea of what I'm going through because they don't have the experiences. Like anytime I hear somebody say, it's kind of like, have you ever heard one of those um, famous people say something along the lines of, oh, there's enough time in the day. And then like you dive down into their actual economics when I, I forgot who it was, but they said that. And it was like, they have someone, they have a nanny to take care of their kids. They have a personal scheduler and then they have people who cook for them so they don't have to cook. Their job is essentially just doing specific things, certain tasks until a certain point throughout each month so they have like most of the year free like anytime i hear somebody giving advice from a celebrity it's like yeah because they have like wealth that they can yeah. throw at their issues so they have the free time to do all those things even as like somebody who now is in a better economic standing i don't throw my wealth at things to make my, my life easier i just recognize that my wealth has made things easier for me so i have more time to do things like go to therapy or pursue endeavors that aren't just based off of like monetary gain like I can partake in hobbies and it's like that still doesn't correct issues that's why you have things like therapy mental health is something we all have it includes our thoughts and feelings about ourselves and others how we relate to other people how we function day to day and how we cope with the ups and downs of life having good mental health is not about having no mental health problems. It's about feeling good enough about ourselves, being able to do the things that matter to us, and having the resilience to deal with the difficult situations we all experience in life. When talking about our mental health, it can be useful for us to think of it like a scale. Our mental health scale will move towards good or poor mental health, depending on what's going on in our lives and the supports we have around us. There are things that can challenge our mental health and shift the balance of our mental health scale. These challenges can come and go over time. They may be brief or may last for many years. They can leave us feeling stressed, sad 
worried, lonely, overwhelmed. Mental health difficulties rarely just have one cause. They're often an understandable response to having to deal with the circumstances of our lives and things that have happened to us in the past. While there are things that challenge our mental health, there are also things that can support it too. These things won't necessarily prevent challenges to our mental health, but they can help us cope with what life throws at us. They can help us achieve balance in our mental health scale. Mental health can be complex because our experience of it is personal and unique. But we know that the more we normalize conversations about our mental health, the easier it will be for young people and adults to seek the support they need when they need it. I, 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 I know one day I'm sure I'll make it, but then the back of my mind like thinks to myself, I'm sure millions of trans people have said the same thing and, and look at where they've gotten. And, and I think, you know, am I too... Well, I had this conversation last night because, you know, Mr. Other always said, you know, we supported everything you did. And I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe that might not have been the best idea because I had dreams and goals due to bipolar that were so outlandish and so grandiose that they were never to be achieved. I could have never attained those. Yet I was encouraged and supported to, to, you know, go to space or something or to become a CEO of an amusement park. Like I never was given boundaries or an understanding of, of, you know, smart goals, you know, what, you know, that's, that's specific, measurable, attainable. I was never taught that. And so I, I would go out there and I'd be like, I'm going to take down the food industry and I'm going to make this documentary. They're going to know that they're, that they're, you know, people are going to wake the people up and I'm going to, you know, we're going to change the world. For the previous generation, they lived in a, in a generation where, or they lived in an era where basically you could literally get a high school diploma and do any fucking thing that you wanted. Um, We don't live in that that era anymore there's no oh i got a high school diploma make me a fucking engineer who can make like lots of money and support a family of four own a house a car and not have crazy debt it doesn't their generation doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about because they've ruined it for every generation after so to them yeah it probably was obtainable to to get your high school diploma do a handful of like intermittent jobs and then start working on a fast track to a career that could get you something, but you don't see that anymore because their generations kind of fuck things up. Well, I'm told constantly that, you know, Oh, well, this is all just entry level jobs. And it's like, I can tell you right now, I'll go out to this town and I'll go to every fast food restaurant and every restaurant out there and every business out there, all those entry level jobs that you talk about, they're not, there are people literally of all walks of life. Like you think this is for high school kids. Like, you know, where all the high school kids are, not there because because the jobs are being they're being filled up by go ahead it's an excuse to pay people less there's no Mm -hmm. such thing as a job that's just solely entry level or because that's just essentially them retooling the phrasing it's a low skill job no job requires low amounts of skills i'm sorry other than like ceo because all you do is you you use your money and you literally sit and do fucking nothing and take credit for everyone else's ideas so who do you think is going to work harder, the CEO or the person flipping the burgers? The person flipping the burgers works way harder than some fucking fool on a on his on his fucking yacht mansion thing in the middle of the ocean, just collecting the money. Like it's just something that they use in order to keep wages depressed and shit like that. That's all that it is. Oh, no, I, hmm? I, no, I just noticed something here. My normal reaction to hearing. About you know the rich and the and the yachts and and these people these CEOs, 
uh, like you've seen it before. I get very angry right away about it. But like there, when I heard that, I just, I knew that and I accepted it and I wasn't mad because I can't, I'm mad. I'm angry about it, of course, but I don't feel like just sitting here screaming about it is going to do anything. And so I've, I'm learning not to let my mind and body be consumed by these things that I can't control in the moment and to channel them into proactive ways of change. Well, yes. rage is a fantastic fuel. So oh, yeah, um, definitely. Speaking I'm as in, in this a, moment. Speaking as a former construction worker, one way you're saying about there's no such thing as unskilled labor is very true. You need people to pour the cements and dig the holes. Society would literally fall apart without those people. Also, if the amount of wealth that you accumulated was correlative to how hard you worked, every single person who works in construction would be millionaires, but yep. obviously that's not the case. Because that, that, that is a job that burns you out quick because of the amount of stress it does to your body and the amount of labor that you're actually doing. So if this were the case, these people wouldn't be forcing themselves into early retirement due to the toll that it's taken on their body. They would be like, oh, I can already retire because I, my backbreaking labor has made it to where I've made billions. And that's mm-hmm. not. It's awful. And and I, I'd, I'd like to see what would happen if we were to pay like construction workers what we would pay CEOs. I'd like to see if we were to take the CEOs pays and put them in other places that actually deserve it. I'd like to see what the public would say. And be like, oh, that's too much money. It's like, is it? It's too much money for the construction worker to get $6.5 million this month for his job. But the CEO that's just sitting there probably getting his dick sucked under the desk by an intern um, is making that. And what did they do? They just sit there while their assistant and their other assistant call them and like, you have a meeting at one. The other one's like, yes, you got your dry cleaning that I'll pick up for you at four. Like it doesn't, I don't, you know. I just think, um, to me, when I hear, like, for instance, your comment of, like, oh, I don't want to get mad at it because it's not doing anything. Well, talking about these issues do do things. Hopefully somebody hears it who just needs to hear that, that it being uttered, that, like, hey, what you're doing is of value and is it's not really a wasted, like, effort to be like, hey, this pisses me off. Now, if you just go home and you're just like, wow, that really upsets me and you don't do anything about it, then sure, maybe it's wasteful. But I think in most cases, when people get pissed, that's when they finally get the ability to do something about things. Like, look at how many, look at the gun control debate that's going on right now, because for so long, it's been just people pissed, sitting at home, being pissed, or, oh, the same thing's going to happen every single time. There's going to be a debate. It's going to go back to business as usual. Well, now there's enough people who are pissed who are like, hey, we need to advocate for some change on this shit. And you've got it to a point where even some Republicans are starting to be like, you know, maybe not having uh, good gun control laws is a bad idea. Like I'm all for, for guns. I love guns. I, I plan to make sure that in the future, when I rule the world, all trans women are given guns by the government, just plain and simple. However, even I, the gun advocate, recognize that the gun laws in America and the United States, I shouldn't say America, in the United States are fucky as shit. And only somebody who is completely removed from reality would think that we have good gun laws currently. I find it fascinating, you know, because I'll read news. You know, I was reading this morning, you know, I see things that are put through the Congress. Currently, they just put something through last week about cryptocurrency. And it's like, because Mm -hmm. that's what's killing the kids in schools. Like, you're literally, you're passing a cryptocurrency law now because the stocks fell. Okay, but like, you're not, you can't even pass... Like, how are they even sitting in there passing anything else? I can't. I can't understand how they're just not. Money. 
That reminds yeah, well, me. Of I, need to, I, need to, I need to do a wellness check on my 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 crypto friends. Yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. that hits anything that hits their money is the thing that they give a shit about mm-hmm. like that's one reason why you see all these things in the news about how you know school uh, shootings at schools have skyrocketed but to them the bigger issue is trans women in sports because they're like oh shit this is the thing that my base actually gives a shit about trans women in sports instead of oh shit their children are being shot at their children have to learn how to be neo from the matrix to survive oh, high school. what were you gonna say Ari? Uh, I was going to say, when it comes to activism in particular, you need to use all the tools in the tool case. Voting and being involved in elections and all that is one part of it. And there are certain people that will say um, voting doesn't matter, doesn't accomplish anything. That's not true because, you know, you get you get involved in a local election, you raise um, you raise uh, the money for schools or, you know, you gain, you gain these small victories. Those are positive. Those don't do matter, but it's only a small fraction of what actually needs to get done. So voting matters. There also needs to be protesting. There needs to be direct action. There needs to be all these different aspects of it just beyond one small thing and also not writing off anything in particular. Yeah. I would also like to point out that you also need your, um, your guillotines and uh black outfits with red bandanas ironically yes Uh, yes, ironically (laughs) Ironically, yes because let's let's face it like the government is effective at stuff but look at what's going on right now with um the right to people who have wounds their ability to get an abortion that right's being taken away soon that's not going to be the only thing like i i don't where is where is like there is i just feel like in this world it's gotten to the point where like we're all on our own about it and like i just don't like i feel like my our community is like strong together but not as much as i'd like and well that's because we uh, make up a very small percent of the population by design like when you see the statistics about how the rate of people who you know want to transition skyrocketing once they're put in a more inclusive environment like there were a couple schools that were uh inclusive to trans like issues and um the percentage of people who identified as transgender went from like that two per one to two percent to like nine to ten percent and you can see that like how many times has somebody said something that you're like ah that's that's an egg talking and most people will never recognize that they have the ability to transition because you, when they see the toxicity and the things leveled at people, or they hear some of the stuff that's said towards people like ourselves, they decide that like it's not going to be worth it, or they think it's not a possibility. So I think the thing that you're seeing is just that we're a small population currently, and until things change, we're going to remain a small population. Also, now let me let me ask this. So I'm the most miserable, but I'm also the happiest. How does that make sense? Because oh, because the outside pressure is what increased, but the inside pressure is almost vanished. Oh, like the shit last you night, give yourself is no longer existent because you're like, holy shit, I can be authentic and free and not hide who I really am. But the outside world is like, fuck you, you're a terrible person for existing. That's you know the world is that's how it feels. So the inside, and I like how you put that because now you put words to the experience and. Mm-hmm. yeah because what it is is like before the the outside influences were were nice to you because you conform to what they expect mm-hmm. like oh you identify as a guy 
and we'll treat you in a certain way. You're not deviating from the norm. Therefore, we give you kind of like a place in our society. And then internally, you're just screaming because you know something's wrong. You don't know what it is, but you know something is just not right and off. Something that's making you horribly depressed and you don't know how to deal with it or handle it in any specific way. And then somebody comes along who's basically like, hey, bitch, here's freedom. And you're like, oh, my God, this is fucking possible. Who the fucking thought? So then you do it. And then suddenly your internal pressure has been like vastly it's evaporated. Granted, not every day is going to be roses and fucking rainbows, but suddenly things have gotten drastically better. But that outside influence has changed. Now it's, oh, you're deviating from our, our norm and the stuff that we would like to attribute to you. And you want to do this other thing. So now not only we're we going to other you, but we're going to make your life fucking miserable through our lack of understanding and respect i um suddenly you're like holy shit i feel so great but i'm being treated so utterly terrible and just harsh yeah take it from somebody Uh, who gets like weekly confrontations for my existence i understand uh, this wholeheartedly i would feel the heavy the heaviness of the world but then like something would happen to her like I would get into my feelings about it and then I would self-deprecate, but not too much, you know? And then there was like something inside of me that just like wouldn't let me go past a certain point. And it was like, I couldn't, what's well, me, but it's just interesting because before years ago, when I would get to that level, I would go in and I would go very far and it would get very dark and get very bad. Um, and, and I would get physically violent with myself, but now it's like, I allow myself to have a temper tantrum where I'm like, Oh my God, I want to end it. All. I hate my life. Oh, and then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, Oh, wow. You know, that was therapeutic. That's good. You know, like, like I feel my, I feel my emotions and I allow myself to be present with them. And that kind of helps alleviate the intensity uh, of them so much sometimes. Yeah. I think um, in my experience, at least there's such a noticeable difference between living a life that's yours and not living a life that's yours mm-hmm. because you know after you know post transition life's still hard and in a way it gets even harder you know in certain respects but it's your life it's your life the the struggles are yours the happy parts are yours and all of it feels so much more real and powerful as opposed to the way it was before it's like not only is life hard because life's just just fucking hard <laughs> it's not only is life hard but it doesn't even feel like it's yours like you're you're just spinning your wheels you're facing struggles that aren't actually yours because this isn't the person you want to be that with that for a long long time in my life yeah i didn't i didn't i thought about it this past weekend i, I just couldn't i remember that conversation that we had back in march with lucy and i and it's i chuckled I chuckled at it because I didn't realize that it would happen to me. And I was still, and I'm coming off of privilege and I keep continuing to come off of it. And, you know, it's, it's, it started with the spiritualists. That's where my privilege like began to, to shatter when I started to realize that like, you know, um, basing your whole life on archetypes 
and the horoscopes and that like the second that you know i'm like hi Ari, how are you and you're like hi i'm good like oh my god you said that oh you must be a leo like please like that's i i hate that shit and i just now i'm at it to where like now in this conversation here i realized that i've still a little privileged to think that i could just like run for u.s congress and make a change in the government because i can't i can't work i can't be a part of a system that actively oppresses me uh and think that i'm gonna do anything like that's not i feel like i missed the boat hard on the whole astrology thing it feels like all transes love astrology and i'm just here like i make jokes about it what what's my rising oh what what's your sign i don't care what's your rising who gives a shit i just like to play into it's hilarious because people will be like oh what's your sign and i'll be like do i need to tell you my sign because it's hilarious to see the stereotypes that'll be attributed to you for stuff and it's like none of these stereotypes work like of all people could you imagine me with a sense of like bigger than life type like personality are you a Sagittarius? Well, apparently, I'm a Leo. Leo, that was gonna be my next guess. You give off such Leo vibes. What is, oh what is Leo vibes? Is it because oh. I sit on the toilet made of gold? I have no clear. I tell people now, they're like, "What's your sign?" I was like, "Capricorn." They're like, "Oh, when were you born?" I was like, "May 6th. They're like, "That's a Taurus." I was like, "Yeah, but Caroline was born in Capricorn days." Okay. December 28th, mm. so, which is really funny because my lighter that I used to go down to South Carolina with happened to be a Capricorn lighter. And then when I was on my way back to Ohio uh, back in March, I used my lighter and it went out. And then I was like, oh, no, my Capricorn lighter went out. And I was like, Capricorn. I was like, what What uh, month is that? And it said December. And I was like, oh, my God, December 28th. How the hell is that? And I was like, that's the, that's the only bit of credence that I gave to spirituality. I was like, well, that must have been a sign. I, I love the the super duper vague videos about what your sign means for you it's like oh you're a gemini that means you have an arm on either side of your body and you enjoy eating pizza and you watch tv sometimes it's like oh my god that's so me how did they know oh my god i'm gonna start doing that now i'll get on there and be like listen i want to let you know like if listen you are if you're born in the month of october you are a taurus or whatever which means that you have two arms and two legs so <laughs> You should really consider how amazing it is that the moon gave you arms. Yeah, it's been so much fun. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the one to talk about voice coaching because y'all hear my voice. <laughs> I, oh, your voice is beautiful, is please. Are you, are you bagging on your voice? <laughs> Lucy will punish me severely if I insult myself. Yes. For the listeners at home, who can't see the video, Lucy is currently threatening me with my own paddle. With hearts I am cut very, into it. Very intimidated. <laughs> <laughs>